Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Misfit Toys. Hey, how are you? You are? You're good? Yeah? Nice. Nice, nice, nice. By the way, I had to cancel Helium in Indianapolis in August. Sorry. It's, uh, for some press for 10-year-old Tom. Mm, yes. We'll reschedule. We'll reschedule. Still coming to Canada. Toronto in August. I'll get you the details on that. Um, and, oh, and in Los Angeles, uh, August 9th at 10 o'clock at Typewriter Dynasty, me and the great Cam Kavinsky. The way they're advertising it is Glass and Kavinsky. It's got a little ring to it. It's got a little uh, ring to it. That's really it. Uh, today was, uh, it was fun. Today's show. You're going to love it. Have you been to Levitt's? Oh, well, you're going to love it. Have you been to Levitt's? You have? Did you love it? great um i really think that's it there's nothing much you know we got it all covered in the show i'm so used to coming on you know doing my intro to the show when i don't do it i think you miss it i get a lot of emails people go i need that i need it well i have my coffee hey and by the way happy birthday to you to you you know who I'm talking to. Oh, shut up. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as they say in the business, we now join the Todd Glass Show, already in progress. Wow. What a what a, an event. First time. First times for a lot. Last week it was the first time by myself and by the way i now have a thing that goes from a mic cord right into my cell phone and joe mckenzie i want to apologize to you for last week and that goes right from the mic boom right into the phone no adapters that will never happen again 
Guess who? Well, our guest is going to be here in about a half an hour. Neil Nanda. I'm always afraid I'm going to say his name wrong. But guess who? I'll give you one hint. I can only give you one hint. I'm not going to. It's not no bullshit. Who do you think is here? I'll give you one hint. Listen up, folks, because I'm not joking around. It's not where, you know, Vinny, you listening? There's one person sitting across from me. We've never just been us. I, 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 you might feel differently. I, I will ask you once you can talk. But I don't think it's ever been just me and this person sitting across from me. I, honestly, I'll give you one hint, and then you tell me if you can guess. Listen closely. Play, play it again. Play it again. I want people to listen, listen close. Okay, who do you think it is? It's Aristotle, everybody. Who could Shit. it have been? Wow. It's just me and you. Yeah. I like to make an event out of things. But has it ever been just me and you? I don't think so, but I, it's, it's It seems hard to weird run. that it hasn't. Yeah, cause, but I've, it's also all just kind of blurring the times that we've just talked off the podcast. Like, even part of this doesn't really feel like the podcast right now. Well, let me tell you something. Maybe I was taking you for granted in the old days. That's why I never had you. Because now I miss you. Now I'm like, I was like, Aristotle, come on. We will do it. Do it. Just, it was just going to be me and you. But then Neil texted me. And I'm like, oh, we'll do Aristotle for an hour. Always texting that, Neil. Always texting. We're going to talk to him about that. Can I be on the show? Can, Can I? I oh, show? oh, please, Todd. Oh, oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, let me do that. Give that again. These drops are important. Oh shit! Oh shit! Can we? Can you press, press and hold that Aristotle and see? Does it give you? Is the volume all the way up? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, hi Aristotle. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm doing all right. I gave you some apple chips. They were very good. Yes. Isn't it we? Ah no! Uh, what the fuck? I lifted the bag out of the trash, but it was upside down. Isn't it weird that I guess because apple chips. There's someone once said that you know like if something's not frozen, it's good if it's frozen because you know how it's staying fresh. If it's in a can, okay, there's some chemicals in there. But this is in a bag, but it's apple chips. But there's no read on the back. Like, what is there saturated fat? Or be careful. Uh, hold on, we we ripped it right at, like in the middle of the ingredients. It's but it, it's just apples, canola oil, corn syrup, and citric acid. But I'm pretty sure it's because they're dehydrated apples, right? which gets rid of the moisture, which means no mold can grow on them. Would you say that, because sometimes you can go, okay, it's, it's, it's not healthy, it's just less, it's just less uh, bad, because there's some corn, sh- 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 corn syrup. I think it's, yeah, I guess I wouldn't say healthy, but right. it's better than potato chips. Better, much better than potato chips. So you consider it healthy junk food. But there are some things. What's something that you think that is so healthy? It actually is healthy, but you like it a lot as a uh, can, as a snack. Apples and peanut butter. Peanut butter does have a lot of sugar, but that's... Well, can I tell you something? I do a lot. Bana- oh, you know what I do as a... I think we've talked about this Bananas before. and honey? 
bananas and peanut butter and chocolate chips. The chocolate, I don't need the chocolate chips, but uh, yeah. I just like adding them in for texture. Frozen? Did you ever freeze the bananas? Ye- not frozen, I frozen. Them not for this. I freeze the bananas because that's how you can't. I've only done it w- twice, but banana ice cream. Yeah, that's what you put it in the blender and you maybe add some cocoa powder. Now you've got chocolate ice cream and it's just and, as and good as any. You know what? I'm not kidding you. There, there's an art to some of these things. But you're talking about uh, if you if you can make it and whip it up and then put it back in the freezer for 20 minutes and you have a little bit of patience. But the banana, only thing I noticed now with the blender I had, it wasn't the worst blender. You don't want to keep adding moisture like whatever you would add a little milk because then it's so you gotta just wait it out yep for and it seems like it's spinning and it's spinning but eventually it'll get it'll stay thick does that make sense what i'm saying yeah i have added milk just for the that little bit more loose creaminess but yes it's that like well just gotta let's see it'll get there yeah (laughs) and then if you have patience to put it in the freezer i agree with you on that one a lot of things you're like well it's not as good but it's doing the job but when i've done that um the ice the bananas and you're right i say it serves as vanilla because if you put some cocoa powder in there it it tastes like chocolate maybe with a hint of banana exactly but not that much like you could almost cover the banana up if you wanted to right Save so much money on ice cream because I just buy the bananas. Yeah, and you know what I try to do? Am I talking normal? Am I okay? Yeah. Hello, hello. I try to get the bananas when I'm going to make ice cream with them, as as uh, like almost where they're not eatable anymore. You got to peel them so carefully. They just mush in your hands. Yeah, but if you peel them carefully, you can get them in the freezer, and um, make some banana ice cream. Have you ever seen that machine? You put it in, and then it com- custard comes out. Some things. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't think so. You never seen the infomercial for that? A custard machine? It's no, it's a teeny little machine and you go put fresh fruit in and then it it's got an electric motor and then it grinds out. Well, I'm sure it doesn't work as good as in the commercial, but in the commercial it looks like, you know, like right out of like a dairy queen, like but it's not. But it's I've not. But uh one of my roommates, I have two roommates. I was talking about buying an ice cream machine. I was like, "We have a blender." We have a blender and we have bananas. We don't have, uh, an ice cream that. machine. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Does he want, like, how much does an ice Do you even know the, like, what an ice cream machine costs? It's probably not that much now. There's lots of, you know. Little m- minier thing. Now, I'm thinking of, like, when I worked at Dairy Queen, the big custard oh, machine. Oh, no, not like that. It, like, the, like a little one. Yeah. Oh, 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 I know what you mean. I'm thinking, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're not. You can get those, yeah. a good one the size of a bucket. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah. I have a bucket. We just put the bananas in there. Watch your mouth. Say I have a bucket again, and then give yourself a little oh shit. I have a bucket. Oh. Jesus. Oh shit! I don't know how Cam does that on the road. I'm about ready to take the film off of it. Because maybe the film... I don't. I'm not 100 percent positive, but but now on the because he rarely. I guess I wouldn't know if he missed because I just wouldn't hear anything. There's also, I guess yeah. I guess that makes sense. This film that's on the iPad that that is. I'm I'm not slow to it. It's just I have to press it a few times. No, I was fuck him up. (laughs) I was. uh, If you're tuning in now with us, ladies and gentlemen, midst of the Tiger Glass Show, I'm sitting down with Aristotle. We're talking and we're waiting for Neil. Nanda. 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 I know him so well. I really like him. He's a good guy, and I'm really excited that he's going to be here. But back to what you were saying. Um, oh, so just sometimes I, I listen to the show later, and I realize, Todd, you need to finish sentences. 
What we were referencing is when you press the iPad, there's a soundboard on there, and maybe there's a cover on it, you know, like part of the, the, you know, the thing you put on it to protect it if it falls. I, I'll just go with the board, or I'll take the cover off. But on the road, when Cam does it, he probably does have it sometimes. Where, it, But I don't know because I'm not looking at him. I just wouldn't hear the drop. With you, I can see. like, And with me this afternoon, I was like... What the fuck? On full display, my my inability to touch no, it believe me, I'm, <laughs> I was I was doing it last night in here. I'm like, what? Why is this so? This is not right. I don't think it is right. I want to try taking the film off of it. You know what? I'm gonna leave myself a message right now because I don't want to do it during the show. But who knows? That could fix something that you've been dealing with for literally two years on the road. So hold on, let me make a message. Try taking the God is making cover. <laughs> try taking the cover off the iPad to see if it makes touching it a little more. When he when he turns it off on the road, he always uses the volume on the on the little mixer he has mm. behind his keyboard because then it's I need the cutoffs to be absolute. Yeah. So he just does that, and then he always remembers to turn the volume back up. Anyway, all right, enough with that. Oh, what we were just saying, you could do that with strawberries too, obviously. Oh yeah. But you I, can't make that I another I, flavor. Right. It's too pu- it's too I mean, pronounced. Maybe you could add something to it, but yeah. I also just don't like strawberry ice cream. Oh, you don't? Can oh. I tell you what I like? Yeah. Yes. I like to get sometimes a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's, mm. but then a cup of just a McFlurry without anything in it, so a cup of custard. And somehow taking a spoon. There are different consistencies, a cup of the custard, you know, the, the, the McFlurry, and then the strawberry, which is a lot looser, I guess you would say. And it's so good, but you don't like strawberry. Yeah, there's something about strawberry flavor that I don't like. I love strawberries. Oh, fresh strawberries. But well, then you can make fresh strawberry ice cream. But then I feel like once that happens, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna like this anymore. It'll. It's also basically sorbet, right? Right, right. That's what I did last night. I got lemon sorbet and vanilla ice cream, and I would did the same thing. I took, I put the vanilla ice cream in the microwave for 15 seconds. And then I took a cup and I put half lemon sorbet. Did I say that right? Yeah. And then half of the vanilla. Very, still ice cream, but very smooth. Oh, shit! Oh, and shit! It was, it was very clean and, and v- great. It was really good. Um, I guess what, Vinny? Vinny? I said, Vinny, do you have a question for Aristotle? Hold on, I gotta keep my eye on the phone. because I told Neil, text me when you're part. Oh, what did he write? He wrote some. Already, hold on. Todd is checking his phone. I'm a little early. Let me know when to pop back. Okay. I'm going to say, well, let's just. Tell him to go to the 7 Eleven and get us some Skittles. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have have eight (laughs) on the dot. Tonight's going to be fun. Glad you're here. But you're saying Vinny. No, that's to Neil. Oh, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. So, um, Vinny. Hey, Vinny, I heard you don't you don't come around Don Irera's house anymore. Um, so I said, what what's a question you have for him? So he asked, uh, what your favorite uh, pup song is, and why, and play it tonight during the show. Uh, good question, Vinny. He's in. Tell him it's a good question. It, it I'll edit good this question. out. Do me a it favor. Almost, it almost feels leading. Will you do me a favor? 
And yes. I'll edit this out, I swear. Of course. Vinny's been a little, you know, he just needs a little pep up. I'll mention oh, it. You okay. go, Todd, you're, yeah. that's a great question. Why are we moving past it? So right. we'll edit this out, More I swear to God. Got it. Right, okay. let me just go into it. Really pour it on. Like, that's just a good question. And it's a two-parter, and then I get Fuck to- Fuck him up! <laughs> so, um, oh, Vinny. Yeah. Vinny sent a question in, and, he, and his question oh, is- Oh, shit! Oh, shit! I can't believe this. such a thoughtful man sending in questions. Well, <laughs> And he said, what's your favorite pup song? Oh, shit! Oh, and shit. why? Oh, shit! Oh, and also play it later in the show. Oh, shit! Oh, great shit. fucking question. All right, it's not that. All right, let's move on. It's not no, that great. No, no, no. Vinny is clearly the steerer, the steerer of this ship. He's leading the show from the shadows. You know what? You might be right. I didn't think about it that way. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Wow, look at Vinny. What if we left that in? Wouldn't that be embarrassing? He's like, oh, that was disingenuous. Let me take a picture with my phone so I don't forget to edit that out. Yeah, please. Uh, We left it in once a long time ago, and somebody heard it, and I felt horrible. I was trying to make someone feel better. I said, just go off on how cool his hats are. And not you, Katie, left it in. No big deal, just by accident. And the person's like, oh, my God. So, hold on, let me get a picture here. I hope I do this right. I know one thing I'm good yeah, at is over-driving I, a bid home. <laughs> I mean, I, I really have to sell that. It's a terrible question. That would be a... like, that's, it's an obvious question. Okay, so what is your favorite pup song? Uh, it's the, my favorite pup song is off. I love I, Dark. It used to be Dark Days because it's such a... All of them are great songs. Dark Days is a great fucking song. But on the new album, it's going to seem sad. It's not sad, I swear to God. And uh, I... I I, truth, I've, it's been great. Uh, but the new album came out, and there's a song on there called Totally Fine that, like, hit every nail on the head of what I was feeling at the time, so much so that I went out and got the words Totally Fine tattooed what? on my chest. Just because it was like, I say, even even without the song, I say Totally Fine all the time to myself and everyone else that I thought this is totally this fun. is my mantra. Well, that's you know it's funny because you're like, is it okay if we come over? Oh, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Oh, I can't I can't make it tonight. That's totally <laughs> uh, fine. Totally fine. Don't even worry about it because we were gonna go there anyway without. So don't feel Are bad you sure or you're anything. You're okay. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, I'm totally, totally fine. fine. <laughs> you know what? We realize me and Cam that we say more now is the thing, the other drop you play a lot. Oh, shit! We oh, go, shit. wait, are we saying that because we hear it on the show, or is that a common... I think we said it anyway before, but anyway. So, uh, and, and and why, sort of, ex- you explained it. Yeah, just, it, it's a lot of... Uh, well, now I feel, now I'm embarrassed, because in this moment, I can't remember the lyrics. That's okay, that doesn't... My, that's like when I see a comedian, uh, when I first started to see comedy, and I couldn't, I love them, and I couldn't remember their name, to be honest, maybe one or two of their jokes, but I did love them. It's just, yeah, that's embarrassing. I didn't want to make a big deal. I came up with that. No, I tried to distract. <laughs> and we'll play it later. Do you think that we will remember to play it later, or do you think you'll forget? I think I'll remember, especially if we take, take a, a break. Or take a break. And take, take a, a break. break. Why don't you set something on your phone? Because, you know, Vinny will get very upset. And then he writes letters to corporate, which is so... I talked to him about it. Yeah, I know. Dear Chris Hardwick, um, is Todd supposed to be, you know, this? Or is Todd supposed to be that? Or is, you know, Todd supposed to 
is he's supposed to do uh, cross promotions with other shows. I think you should leave God season three. Do da, do da. I think you should Thank leave you, God Joe. season three. Oh, do da day. Tim Robinson, cross promotion. I think you should leave God season three. Oh, do da day. Bop, bop. All right, so listen. Making notes now. I hate this. I think I have a tooth in the back. I'm going to go to the dentist tomorrow. Maybe my night guard is irritating my gums, mm -hmm. and the teeniest bit can make your breath not feel. I've gone through three tins of, three, three tins of uh, Altoids just tonight. Was it something you ate, maybe? No, I didn't eat anything. No, no, I think it's... Hmm. I, it could be in my head. Only one time in the last... Vinny's probably gone, yeah, it's not what I remember. <laughs> But I had damp breath. Oh, shit. Oh. What? What'd you say? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh. What's the furthest you took your motorcycle out so far? Oh, right. Uh, a few miles. It, was, uh, it wasn't the video I sent you, but after that, I, I rode a little bit further out. Still not on the freeway, but I rode it on some bigger streets, and that was... Fun. Uh, I rode in the center lane of a three-lane, like big street that's in Pasadena, and then as I was riding, I was like, "This is this is nice. This is easy." I was like, "Oh, right. I'm already paying attention. I'm not like I'm not distracted. I got a little lost in the moment of enjoying it. That I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be watching these other cars so that they don't right, right. <laughs> Defensive driving. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've okay. I, I took a break for a moment to just enjoy this. I was like, nope. This is this is why I'm practicing right. Now. I saw the video that I you sent, sent out me. A video, yeah. If I had a, a beefed up. Uh, <laughs> Can you bring those, I, I, the biggest scooters? There's ones that are more legitimate. There's like a cool place, big place to put your feet. What are they called? Like a Vespa. A Vespa? Uh, are there different sizes of them? Because I could swear I saw one that looked like it was just a little meteor. Yeah. Uh, I think you can buy, I think you can buy different engine sizes and stuff. But I don't, I don't believe they are built as powerful as motorcycles can be powerful. Right, right. Can you bring any Vespa out on the highway? Not that I'd want to. I don't think Vespas, no. I think they have to be Off. a certain... Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. A certain uh, engine power. You know, it's fun. I think I mentioned this last week. I, I, I'd never had a motorcycle. I probably never will. I'm too distracted. But I get the beauty of them. Like, Jake Adams had one that was like, mm -hmm. it was a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. We, but we, it, we discussed it a little bit. Oh, that's right. We yeah, did. Yeah. We did. We did. But and it was really, it was like really good looking. Pretty. It was like a really I get nice asked bike. all the time, what year is that bike? I was like, it is a 2022. I know. I was like, oh. That's what I thought. Well, they what what is the name of the like that? It's a Royal Enfield INT six fifty. If you want to Google it, and if you want to see the exact one, I have the Sunset Strip colorway, which is just black and red. And is it like like you know like in cars? I'm sure in cars you'll have you know okay these are whatever model Ford, and then there's all these different un, un, all these different types of Fords. Is it the right. same thing with this motorcycle? Yeah, they have different they have different models that are like. This one is part of the twin series, so they have another one that's built similarly, but more "quote unquote" cafe style, uh, where like the handlebars are lower. I was like, I don't like. I want to be seated upright. I want it a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. How about the? Uh, I want to. We. Know, 
I keep thinking, oh, we should put pictures up. We never do. And I'm sorry for that, people, but I don't know if that's ever going to change. We have the most visually appealing podcast. The next person that sits there. It's going to happen, folks. I know we had problems with the podcast studio. Eventually, you know, we, we went from over in... Um, Black Horse to here, and we had we fixed it, and we got the studio. So we're gonna have a new person sitting on that board. So let's do. We're gonna go out and welcome Neil in. Aristotle, we got to talk a little. Always, I could. Well, we're not done. It's just the three of us tonight. So anyway, so uh, we'll take a little break, and we'll um, we'll come back with the. That was like the cold, cold open. Wow. I mean, this should just Aristotle and Todd. It's nice. It's a real show. I'm not bullshitting around anymore. Neil's going to be here in a second. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The king of the road. Ba, 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 ba. Well, our guest is here, ladies and gentlemen. That means the show can start. Our next guest is it's one of big our favorites. Tonight. He's making his 68th appearance on the show. This the is son the start of, of the show, everybody. Glass. Todd grew up in a small town outside Philadelphia, a town that knew nothing of show business. Wow, but the it's popular a real show. Stoga high school student had a revelation while hosting the senior class variety show three years in a row. He loved to perform. Todd appeared locally at Smokey Joe's Talent Night every Tuesday, and like a Roman candle, it wasn't long before his career was shooting skyward, brightly lighting the Hollywood sky. Todd has appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone eight times, People Magazine 12 times, and Good Housekeeping once. However, Todd is best known for his work with underprivileged children, having donated millions of dollars to charities all over the world, all without taking a single tax deduction. This is an exciting night for us, because tonight, for the first time ever, the most handsome man in all of show business, with a head of hair to die for, and cheeks that every grandma wants to squeeze, has agreed to share with us his beautiful singing voice. Even his most adoring fans will be surprised to know that wow. Todd has written over 7,000 songs, 80 of them well, today, show. plus four poems and a limerick. This is real. And his iPod has over 4,000 tunes on it. Wow. His new CD, Todd Glass, In Your Face, the way you like it is number two on the charts, and it has not even been recorded yet. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that needs no introduction, Mr. Todd. Wow, everybody. That's an opening. That says this guy is somebody. How's he get Jimmy Kimmel to do a long intro like that? Because... Well... Neil is here, everybody. Neil Nanda, wow. Neil Nanda, Clean on the Todd Glass Show. Wow, look who's here. First time. It is the first time, right? This is my first time, yes. You, 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 you hung 
down with the old. talk over the jingle, so let's play it again. He's flipping out at me. He's freaking out. He just uh, threw a chair. Did you, you hear about that? No, seriously, yeah. did you? I heard he about it. He threw a chair at a, at a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're here. Because yeah, yeah, it was everywhere. So he, he goes, he's listening, what's the story? He's listening to the podcast in his car, and mm-hmm. then he right. gets out of his car, and there's like a chair, because they're selling Girl right. Scout cookies, mm-hmm. and I'm talking, he goes, gets out, just takes the thing, hurls it at one mm-hmm. of the Girl Scouts. Yeah, don't talk during the jingles. Don't that's, talk. that's the moral of the story. Destroyed all of it, Here we go. Yeah. Let's come in clean. We'll edit that out. Whenever I say I'm editing something out, I never am, unless I say truth. Okay. But uh, let's edit that out. Yes, yeah, edit that out. Actually, because I don't want Joe to hear that out. Yeah, I don't here. want him to get arrested. Just come in, come in clean. Uh, so anyway, oh, guess who's here, everybody? Neil is Neil here. Nanda, Neil Nanda, on the time This one is every Tuesday. Matches the show. Oh, shit. No, put the chair down. Put the, put the chair down. Put it down. How Please. do you know what Joe's doing? <laughs> How do you know? He's probably at home right now. FaceTiming me. FaceTiming me. You FaceTiming me right now. He's, he has a chair. Okay. He's very upset. Okay, put it down. Oh, sorry. no, don't pick it up. Don't pick it back up. No. Joe, I'm sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Me, let me see if I could be like Joe. Tell me the truth. Close your eyes and tell me if it's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you which one to play. All right. Here we go. You tell me if it's. Uh... Neonanda. 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 Who do you think this is? Oh. Um, Harry Styles. Was that Harry Styles? No, that was, was it? No, it was that you. was me. Oh, it was you? Yes. It was. Are you just saying that? No, no. I thought. Because I don't think I myself thought Harry Styles was here. I didn't know. I don't. Think I thought that was a surprise. A... You told me there was a surprise. I thought Harry Can Styles was here. Can I ask you a here? question? I'll edit this out. I yeah, swear yeah, to please, God. Please edit it out. Please. Is my voice better than Joe's? Of course. No, 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 Neil. Yeah, I, I'm your friend. You don't have mm-hmm. to. I want to know the truth. Okay. Is my voice the texture of it? The mm-hmm. tonality of it? Mine is better. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I appreciate gonna, it. I, honest. I don't want to be an idiot. I don't want to lie to you. I think you would place fourth in American Idol. What? Oh, oh, is there a fourth? There's a fourth. Yes, there's a fourth place. Um, you How know, are you? I'm great. I'm good. Good I'm not, to see you. I'm not in a hurry. We do have something for you to look forward to. Give me the other Neil drop. Maybe Neil. We got another so, drop? In the middle of the show, let's say you say something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, could be witty, could be funny, could be serious, could be mm-hmm. poignant, could be anything. It won't Aristotle be any comes in with this. Neil, Neil, Neil. Neil, 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 Neil. You don't think you like it? N-E-A-L, Neil. N-E-A-L, Neil. N-E-E-L, Neil. Neil, 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 Neil. 
fuck him up. Ooh. I take that. I take that back. Number number two, American Idol. That's number two. Aristotle, right that's some good drops. That's runner-up. The drops are not easy. Sometimes I want to applaud Those the drops. are incredible. I know we should applaud it. That's amazing. Applaud. Neil, that incredible. first of all, hello. Hello. Um, I always remember when I listen to the show later, stop. I get revved up right away. Mm -hmm. Stop. Mm -hmm. You don't you three go, how do you open that big? And then you, as we come back down, I'm going to tell people, I met you in Atlanta. Yes. And um, you didn't. I remember I teased you, right? You teased me from the. It was so because you didn't stick around or something. I, I, no, I stuck around. You did. You, you teased me from the stage. I was in the audience, and uh, you were uh, going through the audience, and you were just. I don't know what. There, I don't think there was a bit, uh, but you were going through the audience, and you were yelling at people. Uh, which is a great bit. It had way. to be joking well, around. No, it was um, funny. It was very funny. I didn't have a band yet, but I did mm -hmm. have a lot of music on the iPad. Yes, yes. You had 4,000 songs. And then and you opened. Yes. You, so you went through the crowd, and you were just doing some st bits with everybody, and you were going person by person, like, oh, unfold your arms, and you were like, blah, blah, blah. And then you came up to me and go, hey, I heard you're actually pretty funny. And you kept going. And I was like, how does he know this? Other comedians tell you. Yeah. And like, you know what? I trust them. And whenever, look, I'm going to be nice to anybody, but mm -hmm. I get when a comedian introduces you to another comedian and he goes, he's funny. They're not mm -hmm. just saying that. Yeah. They want you to know that, like, and I appreciate they tell me that. And I always take, take heed to it, if, that, mm -hmm. if that's the right word. But, uh, yeah, you, hey, if you want to, the word on you is that you were funny. That's a good thing, right? Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Um, but and then you did, like, did you do a week? or So what happened, what happened Everybody was, has their own memory. Yes. That's why so I, I go, uh, right after the show, I go to the green room. And you were like, yeah, I heard you were pretty funny. Another comic told me you were funny. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's so kind. And then you were like, what, what kind of stuff do you talk about? What kind of material do you do? And I go, I can't believe you said You did this. This I is true. Did, you did this. It seemed like a question. I, I and knew then, of your memory, but I would mm, never ask that. But go you, ahead. You, you did ask that. No, I did. And then I. I'll go to my death. Yeah. Because no, I wouldn't. Because roll the tape. Roll the tape. Fuck them up. When you're <laughs> roll the tape. When you're roll a good. Tape. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop yeah, you yeah. for one second. But it's okay. I won't get in the way of it yeah. again. Everybody. Sometimes you don't remember. You didn't say something because mm -hmm. you remember the incident. Right. You just know who you are. Who you are. Right. It's, uh, and so, so like on radio, whenever they go, "What type of material do you do?" I always my answer to that is, "Well, if I could explain it, it wouldn't be that good." Right. So I would never. Well, it wasn't specifically uh, that. It wasn't specifically, <laughs> but you said something along those lines, like, "Oh yeah, well, you you know, I hear you're really funny." You know, like I did say that. Uh, you said, "Tell me a joke," you know, which is what we. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Uh, Neil, Neil, Neil. Got him. Oh my god. Neil, 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 Neil. Is we start talking about comedy? Oh, lower it down a little. Okay, cool. So um, you say something along those lines. Like, oh, yeah, what kind of stuff do you do or something like that? And I, I go, oh, you want to hear some jokes? And he goes, you, sure. And I just repeated your act to you. And then I remember you were laughing. You kept laughing. You think I'm not going to laugh at my own jokes? Yeah, you think, think I'm going to sit here? Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. I think they're funny. Yeah. And you were, <laughs> it was pretty funny because I was just doing your joke. I was like, what's he going to do? And then you were cracking up at your, me doing your material. And <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. how we met. Todd Glass is a funny fuck. Do da, do da. Todd is a funny fuck. Oh, the do da day. He's a funny fuck. He's a funny fuck. Todd Glass is a funny fuck. Um, so also, I, well, I just want to take a little time here. We know all this, but the mm -hmm. audience doesn't. Yeah. The Laughing Skull. When I first started going there, I remember Paul F. Tompkins had shot a special there. Mm -hmm. 
it, what, what, I really loved that place. And what I loved about it was, in, in the beginning, I don't know what it is now. I don't think they bring in out-of-towners that often anymore. I think they have enough, which is fine. But it was a, in the beginning, uh, when I first started going there, it was like these great crowds in a very little room. But my perception of it was not little. You might not know you're going. You're in the, what's the restaurant? The uh, Vortex. The Vortex, and you go down a hallway. But when you got in there, is eclectic and funky it was mm-hmm. a real room. It was like the red curtain and the show would open up and they had someone back there opening the, the big curtain. That curtain that's on that stage is the same curtain that if you're in a 5,000 seat room, the, the gauge of that curtain. I know it might that seem mm-hmm. like a big deal, but it is. Because when the lights go down, you see one fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what's behind the comedian. And it didn't get in the way of the comedians. The curtain would open up. Good evening. They did like a thing. And, and the hotel was nice and it was right up the street. And I thought the crowds were great. It was really like... A Fun, fun thing, and there were so many. Tell me if it's still like it. Mm-hmm. Good comedians that lived in Atlanta. Atlanta, ha- I mean, um, yes, Atlanta has some of the best comedians in the country. Wait, does it still like that? It's still like that. When you cool. go back to Atlanta, I it's so fun because like I go to other cities and I'm like, you know, you go to I'm I'm gonna name uh, cities that have bad comics, uh, Calcutta or <laughs> uh, you know New Delhi or fuck them uh, up, <clears throat> Bangladesh sometimes. And, you know, you go to these cities and the comics, they come up and you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe the floor with this crowd. You know, they, they really did. They, they, they warm them up, but it's not, you know, they don't kill. In Atlanta, you have to bring it. Everybody's bringing it. And everyone that's, everyone that's opening for you is trying to bring it harder. And I really respect that. I think it's, um, I think it's an East Coast thing. I think that uh, Atlanta is kind of like the New York of the South. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, was, you, you know was, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and, and um, I also thought the comedians knew that Look, we get there should be some gray areas when you do the A material. We mm-hmm. get it. There should be gray areas. Like, well, I don't know what to do when it's a Thursday night show, but it's a big... I get... But one thing I always, you know, have, have, have told... I never had this problem in Atlanta. And I, when I say it's a problem, it's not that big of a problem. You just have to turn someone to the... You have to... You have, well, you'll get it. You have to sort of cleverly explain why not to do it. Mm-hmm. But a comedian once said... This is on a weekend where they're paying $25 or $30 plus drinks. And, and he goes, yeah, that new joke didn't work. And I was like, new joke? Yeah. And I'm not like a fucking, you know, a stick in the mud. Right. So what I'm saying is, if you go, of course there's time to do the A material. Or get the gray mm-hmm. airs where someone might go, well, I don't think that there. You're not getting paid. What's it matter? But if you're, if, if this isn't the time to do your opening, do the A game, your A material. Hey, if it goes over, it doesn't go over. I don't give a shit. As long as you're trying, you're doing a good job. I'm another comic. I don't. Mm-hmm. If you're funny, you're funny. I don't care. But if it's not for this show where they're paying twenty five, thirty dollars, if you're not doing, if you're doing new material here, then when do you think it's the proper time to do? I, you know, I, I, you I, understand what I'm asking? I do understand what you're asking. I mildly disagree. Disagree. Mildly. Let, me, let me interrupt you real quick, yeah, yeah. and then I will not interrupt mm-hmm, you. Please disagree. Please not because you have done it. Mm-hmm. But because it makes sense, don't just try to just think about it. Go, am I just disagreeing with this? So because I, I think that the whole, I'll, I'll be—I swear to God—I'll let you talk as mm-hmm. much as I as talk. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you disagree, I want to know. Because that's how you go. Oh, I never thought about it that way. But I think you're getting paid. You're on a weekend show. They're paying twenty-five, thirty dollars. You're doing ten, fifteen minutes up front. Let's say. So you think not necessarily you should do the the a your, material. Yeah. I think um, if you can sandwich a couple new things, I'm okay with it. If can I you, tell if, you something, you're yeah. gonna think I'm just um you th- you're gonna think I'm just agreeing to agree. Uh huh. I totally agree with you, and yeah. I forgot to say that. Because like if you do, I think you should do majority A stuff. I think you should do eighty percent. 
you know, 75, 80%. And then if you want to squeeze in two, three new jokes, if you're doing well, that's it. You, and, and, and oh. if you, and I, my, my thing with new material, when I sandwich it, I pretend like a soul. I don't pretend, I'm not like, oh, okay, this is new. I'm a, you know, let me check my notebook. And, oh, okay, all right, all right, I just wrote this today. You know, I don't do that. I pretend like I've done it 48 times. And when it doesn't work, then I go, sorry, that was new. That's, that's how I handle it. Can that's I, what, then I apologize. Hang on, sorry, okay. Can I tell you something? I'm so truth mm-hmm. glad that you didn't think you just had to. You know how to politeness sometimes you just agree in a room, even if it's over right. something subtle. Because I'll tell you why. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as a comic, and look, we don't start new bits that are 20 minutes long. It no. could be one sentence. And then mm-hmm. if it kills, you add more. Exactly. But I always said that, hey, if you do new material, if you do, you get to do one new joke. And if it's mm-hmm. working, oh, of course. I think comedians get to the point where you, you get a gut feeling. Sometimes you're driving down the street, you have a thought in your head, mm-hmm. and the majority of the time it will work. Majority mm-hmm. of time. So, yeah, I don't care if they do material. But if it's not working, you go back to the classics. Yes, exactly. You go back to the, to the, the exactly. best Exactly. And a lot of times when I do new material, it can segue into a classic. So, like, yeah. if, like I just watched a set of mine because I hate myself. And I watched myself. I watched an hour. I was in, um, um, where was I? I was in D.C., and I was watching my DC shows, which you're going to soon, yes, uh, at the Comedy Loft. And I was watching three, four hours of footage, and I saw a joke not work, but then I go, I segued it into a joke that worked. Yeah. So everyone thought that I was just like, for two minutes, just setting up this joke. Well, but for two minutes, it wasn't funny. And then the, then I then they got to the joke, and like, okay, finally. But I was, but I was like, I, I also, you know, my mom also, you know. I love it. That's so perceptive. People listening know our tricks. Sometimes yeah. I will, it's I do the same thing, and mm-hmm. it's good. It's like, but but I'll figure out like just how to like find a way to segue into this bit that always works. Exactly. And and um, the other thing I do that sometimes with if I have something that I feel is preachier than it's funny, mm-hmm. I'll just put it before a punchline, strong oriented joke. I go because mm-hmm. I go ba ba ba, you know, and then it's more of just preachy than funny. It's like if you agree with me, you'll applaud. So I don't. I, put, I don't think you're preachy at all. Um. Look, look, I, I would, I, I will, I will. Neil, Neil, Neil. Thank you. Neil, Neil. I like it louder. Yeah. Because um, I, don't, I don't preach. Nana don't preach. No, no. I, 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 okay. I will be You got honest. the reference. Thanks. Nana don't, what's that? Yeah, music? Papa don't preach. Nana don't preach. Continue. Papa don't preach. Um. <laughs> I don't think I'm preaching. Oh. At all, ever. Well. I work on it, but it takes effort. There are jokes that I have that I know. Like, I know jokes that I have that are funnier than preachy. That means even if the opposing people that don't agree with you, they'll laugh. And that would be my goal to have all my jokes mm-hmm. like that. Number one, it's if you're really, besides trying to make people laugh, if it's a social joke, you're trying to change their opinion, that's the only way you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's other jokes. I'm being critical of myself. At my best, I don't do this, but I have to be aware of it. I don't know where I even heard that phrase. Be Not on a podcast, but on, a, mm-hmm. on your stand-up, you're... It, it, you can do whatever you want. I'm not writing rules, but it serves your own cause to be funnier than preachy, um, because otherwise people just applaud because they agree. Right. But it's not funny. It's clapter. Yeah, yes. I'll give you. The, I'll give you. I'll, I know I've talked. Ex- what did you call that? Clapter. <laughs> yeah, it's clapter. That's what it is. That's, that's the phrase for it. Is that, is that a phrase? I, I think lo- so. Oh yeah. My God, that's so great. It's clapter. Say it again. What? Clapter. Clapter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Clapter. <laughs> Like, that's the old Tonight Shows where right. they would make the audience... Yeah, they would just end something and they go, oh, it's over. Yeah, applaud. Um, the, uh, be careful with that drink, I'm telling you. Um, I'm kneeling all right. 
I'm feeling okay. I'll, I'll give you an example of a joke that I think is funny. Think I would want all my jokes to be up to this. Mm-hmm. And my brother disagreed with this, and he goes, the joke changed his opinion. I'm not, hey, look, I'm just having confidence right now. I'm not trying to say this is one of my better mm-hmm. jokes. I'm saying I am aware that this is a joke that is absolutely funnier than preachy. Um, and it's uh, they, p- about peanut allergies. You know, people go, well, they didn't have peanut allergies 50 years ago. And I really like to go over it th- to the crowd. I go, now, look, there's smart people in this room, smart people that are going, he's right. There weren't peanut allergies 50 years ago. That's not that's that that deserves a good answer because it's true. There weren't. There weren't. So come on. They're bullshit or, or tell me. I go, no, you're right. There weren't peanut allergies 50 years ago. There were a lot of unexplained deaths, though. <laughs> And my brother goes, that changed his opinion on it. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, because it's, it's so ironclad. I could have said, you know, you know, just going on a rant. And these people are like, oh, I, everything's bullshit, isn't it? Because you're old and you're dying. And nothing's, right. nothing, no, there's no allergies. There's, everything's great now. Yeah, and the people, fuck you if you don't believe yeah. in peanut allergies. I hope your son fucking <laughs> dies from a peanut allergy. Now it'll teach you to, fuck, right, and that's what happens. They Clapter, all, yeah, what do you call it again? Clapter. <laughs> There's a mild laugh, and then, yeah, it's always. So ha. I don't want that. Now, do I? I have tricks sometimes. You know, I get the trumpet in there if I'm preaching. I always have the trumpet bump. I go if I took myself too serious. Would I have trumpets playing in the background? <laughs> um, so you started in Atlanta. At what year, dude? I started in 2009. 2009. Yes. And what was the first place you went up? Laughing Skull. That oh, was it the is. First place I went. I uh, did the open mic, and um, I planned to do five minutes. And I've been writing this five minutes for six or seven years. I've been writing since middle school. Um, I would uh, watch Comedy Central, and I would steal people's jokes. Uh, I would write it down in a notebook, and then I would tell it at lunch. That's and what I did. Is that what you did? Oh, my God. I've never met. Go ahead. Go, go, yeah, go. That's crazy. Oh, go, shit. Go, go, oh, go shit. You so, finish your story, and then i Yeah, I'll... so I would do that, and then eventually someone was like, why don't you just write your own? And I was like, I'm not a comedian. I didn't know there was like a way to become a comedian. I thought it was just like, I'm me, and that's, you know, Sarah Silverman, or that's me, and that's Todd Glass. I didn't know there was a way to get there. And so when I started writing jokes, uh, I started telling people my own jokes in high school. And then somebody was like, why don't you just go on stage? And I was like, I didn't, you can't just go on stage. <laughs> that's not how you do You can't just, hey, hi, comedian here. Can I, yeah. I'm next, right? And so I went and signed up for an open mic at the Laughing Skull. And I told myself, if I bomb, I tried it. You know, I did it, you know, and uh, and if it's you know, it, but if it goes well, I'll keep doing it. And it went well. I, my five minutes became three and a half because mm. I was nervous, stepping on punchlines, stepping on laps. I didn't have any pacing or was timing. Was it crowded or half crowded? It was, it was packed. packed. It was packed. The open mic was packed. Did you have anybody with you? No, okay. I was alone. I didn't want anybody to know. I don't want anyone to hear. I honestly, I was you know, I was 19 years old, so 70 percent of it was about jizz. That was that was just what it was. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, I don't want I don't want my mom. Fuck like, him up. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't need my mom. They're like, yes, yeah, don't do jizz, joke louder. You know, oh I don't I don't want. God. I didn't need that. So I was doing uh, jokes about cum, and uh, they worked. And you know what's funny is there's like there's like one or two that I still do in my act from when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the one that I do? Yeah, the one that Let I me do give is you make um, it sound like you're on stage. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, uh, you know if you drink pineapple juice, Todd, did you know if you drink pineapple juice, it's supposed to make your semen taste sweeter? Do you guys know this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it tastes exactly the same. That's, that's just me personally. Yeah. Fuck them up! Fuck them up! Um, 
So that's one that I, I did back then. And so I have a few that I still mm-hmm. do too. So I get so so you go. Um, hold on, let me make sure my levels are good. I know Aristotle's here, so he's got control. He can tell me things. So you go on, you do well, you do five, you do three mm-hmm. and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, and then when's the next time you go up after that? So I uh, started going to more mics, right? And uh, I, this it was so funny because I did well the first time, and then the next three times in a row I bombed. The next three times in a row, I bombed. I'm dating a girl at the time, and I call her, and I say, I just bombed three times in a row. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe the, maybe a beginner's luck. You know, I have one good set. They like the gist stuff. No one else likes the gist stuff, allegedly. So I tell <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. So I, uh, I'm on the phone with her, and while I'm on the phone with her, she goes, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I'm on a Motorola Razor. It's 2009. And uh, I flip it open, and uh, I get an, uh, I'm having a call waiting. Somebody's calling me. And I pick up, and they go, hey, where are you? And I go, what do you mean, where am I? And they go, you're on the show. And I go, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'm on the show. And they're like, yeah, you're supposed to be here at the it was the Landmark Diner had a show in Atlanta. And uh, the club owner at the Skull saw me and said, hey, you should do the Landmark Diner show. And I go, okay. He goes, like, you should do it on Saturday. And I was like, all right. And I thought, okay, yeah, maybe I'll go sign up or email the guy. But he had booked me on the show. He thought you were funny. He thought I was funny. So he said, you should go do and it. it went well. And so I, I run over there, and I'm late, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was on the show. And I explain the whole thing. And they're like, it's fine. Relax. You're, you're up in a couple. You know? And I go up, and I destroy. Right after I was on the you phone. Need that. I need And I was on the phone with my girlfriend saying, I think I should quit. I think it's I bombed three times in a row. Maybe it was beginner's luck. Maybe it's not for me. I'm just gonna be an engineer. I'm Indian, so you know I just <laughs> I, I just did that, and uh, and I felt like that was a sign. I felt like a phone call coming in. Where are you? You're on stage in 20 minutes, and I was also close. I don't live close. I happened to be close. I think right. I, got, I was getting a haircut close by. I was like 10 minutes away. So I was able to make it there. So it all felt like the universe was aligning. And yeah. you know who, and the show was a piggyback show where you bring up the next comic. You know who I brought up? Kumail Nanjiani that night. Was he still? He was visiting. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He was shit. visiting. I'll never forget what he said. And uh, I love Kumail. Great guy. Uh, I bring this up to him all the time. But he, uh, I had to, I never met him before. It was my first time meeting him. He was visiting from New York to Atlanta. He was shooting a show on TNT, Franklin and Bash. Great show that I didn't watch. And uh, he, <laughs> he was visiting, and I had to bring him up. I had never met him, so I wrote down his name, Kumail Nanjiani. And I go, and I do my set, and I have a great set. And then I go, guys, get up for your next comic. I look into my notebook, and then I go, Kumail Nanjiani. I just completely fuck up his name. And then, yeah, go ahead. Oh, shit. Fuck him up! Yeah, I fucked it up. <laughs> so he, uh, and then he walks out, and I'll never forget what he did. He goes, really? Really? This guy? The brown guy fucks up my name? Okay, I get it if Matthew fucks it up, or David, or uh, Stephanie, but that guy? Really? And he just goes off, and he just roasts me for the first mm. minute, and then he destroys. And I was so inspired. He was so nice. His wife, Emily, was there. And uh, it was a great night, and, and that, that made me keep doing comedy yeah. because it f- literally felt like a, I literally got a phone call. That was like, where are you when I'm talking about quitting comedy? So that, I kept going. I was hoping, like in that story as you were going to tell it, I'm like, oh, I hope this is what happens. He goes and he does well because you're mm-hmm. rooting for someone in the story. You know, right, you know right. it's in the past. Um, but the I, jizz jokes work there. What? The jizz jokes work that yeah, night. Thank and God. you know, they're working Thank again. God. I got them yeah, polished. Got it, okay, I got them yeah. polished up. <laughs> um, sometimes, like, when I do the podcast here, 
I'll, you know, I, there might be some new comedians listening, and I always like to remind, because I didn't realize this in the present, but I can look at it back. It's not like back then I thought about it this clearly, but I go, you know how after you have a bad set, you want to go home? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I did a lot. If I had a bad set, I just boom, boom, home, drive home. I didn't want to hang out with anybody, right? I don't know how everyone else was. That's how I was. But then one night I had a bad set, and my friend Mitch was going, no, come on, we'll go, we're going to the city, you'll have fun. And I went. And you know what? I had so much fun there, and I was funny there. And I was funny because I was hanging out with friends. But mm-hmm. let's face it. When people, comedians, see you be funny, they don't go, yay. He, he, they, they see you funny be offstage. It's almost like your second opportunity to show who you are. It's not, it doesn't have to look as networking. When I learned that, when there were bad shows, I went out. And you know what? Maybe I did have a bad show, but I always did well hanging out with everybody and having fun. And you, your night doesn't have to be driving home. What if there's a comedian that's been doing it two years longer than you, and you're out hanging out, and you say something that makes him do a spit take? You're mm-hmm. going to drive home with that. Yeah, okay, you right. did shitty on stage tonight. Well, I'm not trying to fluff it up. But, God, I had a really good time afterwards and just laughed. And, you know, and the bonuses, if you if you new comedian gets to know you. And, uh, you know, so I always say go out. Don't Don't rush home. I agree with that. That's a good point. I always went home. Always. Yeah, I dude. never stuck around if I had a bad set. I barely stuck around if I had a good set because I also started when I was 19 and they would kick me out of the club because I was in 21. Right. So I would, it was so, there was a club. And you looked young. Yeah, I looked 12. So I used to go to. That's why you have to have a beard, right? Yeah, that's literally why I have to have a beard. That's specifically to why get- I grew this. So people think I'm an adult. That's the only reason. It's the only reason. Right, because sh- you could still, if we're not overthinking it, and mm-hmm. it, I, what I say is someone can pass if you put them in with that group. Mm-hmm. Not, not now, we're going to micromanage it. and just over. You could probably pass for, I, it's probably 16? Yeah, 16 to 18, yeah, I think. I'm, yeah. I, I had to shave for an audition, and that week I got ID'd everywhere. Everywhere yeah. I went, they're like, are you sure? Every, it was always an Indian dude, too. So, like, um, so we're talking about a... a Oh, yeah, you yeah, go back Yeah, so there. I was 19. I always had to, I usually, they made me leave. There was a club in Atlanta or a bar called the Star Bar. And I performed there um, every week when I was 19. And they would let me in. I was a comic. And I would drink there. And then one day, the guy was like, you look 12. Are you sure you're 21? I was like, I'm a comic. And then he's like, let me see your ID. And then they were so mad. They were oh. so mad, but they still let me perform there, which was so nice. Yeah. But they would, oh, make me, they would make me wait outside. They would call me on stage, and the host would always go, this kid's like 10 years old or whatever, so uh, he's going to get up here and get the fuck out of here. Give it up for Neil Nanda or whatever. I don't give a shit. And then I would go on stage right after that, and then they then he'd get back and be like, all right, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to get arrested. All right, next comic. Let's uh, keep the show going. I wish I'd, I I always looked so much older, which I didn't love, yeah. but it, it did help that. It I, helps. I was 16. Because people take you seriously when you look older. They, yeah, they don't want to hear young. my opinions when you look 12. They don't want to hear like, yeah, you ever been in a relationship? It's like, what are you doing? Holding hands? What are you doing? Yeah, d- subconsciously it just changes. I know a comedian, you know, um, a long time ago that just started dressing. He was more like dressed, very sort of, for lack of a better way, goth. Mm-hmm. But whatever the reason, he was dating a girl and she bought him some things. And he looked like one night, he just looked, oh, look how nice uh, mm-hmm. Drake looks. And, um... <laughs> Drake Sather was his name. Sound, I, that I, sounds goth. That sounds like a hot topic employee, not goth, doesn't it? But like, you know, I look for back of a right. better word. I said that, but and then um, and then I asked him. I go, do, do you feel like your jokes? Because he was he had a very a dark sense of humor. But he was really fucking funny. But mm-hmm. he had a dark sense of humor. And he goes, oh, absolutely. I go easier, right? They, he goes, yeah. For some reason, coming from this, you know, and had a haircut, he just looked like you know. Good looking guy. It's so interesting because I, when I grew uh, out my facial hair, 
I was doing the same jokes and they were hitting so much harder. And that's why I kept it. I wouldn't have kept it had it not. You know, I grew yeah. it out. A li- I just got, I literally just got lazy. Is that's it, all it was. Is it as easy or the same to take care of it? It's so easier? easy. It's so easier? much easier. So much easier. It's so much easier. Listen. I trim it two, three times a week. Let me trim it for mm, you tonight. Please. Do you mind? I have some ideas. Yeah, is it a problem? Yeah. Is no, I have, a, you? I have a, 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 a trimmer. Okay. Beautiful. Um, hold on. Let me. Wow. So. Oh, my God. So smooth. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I love Atlanta. Hold you on. Go ahead. Let me play this. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Play it. Play it. No, what were you going to say? No, what were you going to say? No, no, no. No, no, no. You play. No, no, no. no, no you no, you no. play. No, come, come on. on. No, I insist. No, no. I insist. No, no, you I insist. Ten-year-old Tom got season two. Doo-dah, doo-dah. Ten-year-old Tom got season two. Oh, doo-dah day. Principal Todd Glass. Top build in the cast. Ten-year-old Tom got season two. Second season, I play the principal. I play the principal, 10-year-old Tom. We got picked up for a second season. Yeah, it's a big deal. Hold on. Do we have this? All the way at the bottom. I don't remember which one that is. Remember, it's the one we found? Dun, 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 dun. Zach. Oh, I see. We have a big guest next week, folks. Here's a big deal. Zach Galifianakis on the Talk Glass show this week. Zach Galifianakis. We just can't wait to hear him speak. All right, Aristotle, come on. (laughs) Um, Before we leave Atlanta, which we probably Mm -hmm. should. Sure. We'll get silly. Um, you know, I have a theory that every city, and I, and, I, and, I, and I wish I could, if I was going to do a business model, could handle, now, a good comedy club. Like, what I mean good, like, 200-seat max, but bringing in acts from out of town, you know, Thursday, Thursday Friday, Saturday, official club, uh, could handle, like, 150 or 200. You do the math, you can make money. Um, and I think the only reason that it isn't in more cities is because people see it fail. And once they think it fails, they, it's hard for them to imagine, did they do it that wrong? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and one of my things, if I was going to open up a franchise of things, one of the details of it, two details that I would have not said 10 years ago, I would have done all the shit we don't even have to talk about now. Do the lighting right. Make it and have cur- – no, that's – that what I always said. But you know, I learned all that from you. Well, I learned you. all that from you about you you being so picky. I was like, this guy's so picky. It's not picky. No, I know. That's I know. What I, thought. I know. I know what you mean. That's what I thought when I first saw you do it. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? So picky. And then I saw a club that did the opposite, and I was like, I'm picky. You yeah. gotta. Pi- I'm picking that yeah. out of here. I know what you mean. Cause you know it's what I mean? A compliment. Yeah. Of course I do. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. But even you have to step back. You know, when you go, well, what is it? Is it because then we go, Todd? Let- no, I know it's better for the audience, and there is a right and a wrong, and um, you know that's why movie theaters. I don't just make it up. There's a reason in a movie theater that they have you in the dark, mm-hmm. and you don't hear the popcorn machine. That's what I always love to remind people. Like at the movies, they make all their money on the popcorn. Literally, you know, they yeah. don't make money off the movie. 
But they still know, and, and I would tell any club owner this opening up, I've said this before and I'm saying it again, I know you make money off food and drinks. There's still a way to serve it where you're a comedy club that serves food and drinks, not a restaurant that happens to have comedy. And the way that it def- factoring is, well, what's the difference? They both sound the same. A restaurant that does comedy could be a nice place. Some of the improvs, some of the improvs fall under this category. I don't need them anymore, so I can just tell the truth. Some of the improvs fall under this category. They have food. Oh, we got shrimp fluff fluff and all this food. Love the food's fluff so fluff. good and the food's so good. But they serve food during the headliner. Hey, we make a lot of money off that food. Oh, okay. Hey, look, and another day I'll argue. I'm not trying to be coy. Another day I'll argue, but I'm not arguing right now. Okay, you're a restaurant that has stand-up comedy and, and sometimes some really fucking good stand-up comedy. And you got a really cool stage and state-of-the-art everything. You're a restaurant that has a beautiful place to perform at. The difference is when you're a comedy club that happens to serve food is we don't... Um, Sorry, it's too late to get dinner, but is there we can get you maybe, you know, something we can get you out of your hunger. Oh, why? You, they can make a lot more money. Why are they saying no to people at a good comedy club mm-hmm. that we can't serve dinner during the show? Because that reason. Because, yeah, we serve food, but we're not, ser- not going to be a club that during the headliner act is walking food around the room. It, it, and you make less money, but you're respected as a comedy club. Right. You respect yeah. the art. I mean, you could do like what you're saying, uh, serve food before the headliner. Of is course. That, like have a cutoff. Well, I know. tell you the truth, yeah. at the good clubs... They try to have it pretty much gone. Wrapped up, yeah. Yeah, and if there's any food going out, it might go out during the MC. But then, no, a good comedy club that serves food. And there's ones that do it very well. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, it can be done. I get it. It's important. It can help keep the doors open. There's a way to do it right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I digressed. But one of my things, if I was going to go around trying to open up these little clubs, is go around to these comedy clubs already that have a manager that works so hard. He's probably underpaid. He doesn't, ha- he doesn't have to interview you. You've watched him run a comedy club for sometimes 10 years, and he's good, and his job, and he loves comedy. Even at a shitty comedy club, you know a good manager? Right. You're like, he knows comedy. He just has to follow the rules. Right. You take them. You steal them, and you give them the most your mm-hmm. accountant will tell you you can give them without being a fool. I don't want to go, I'd give them 5%. If it's 30, give them. Make them happy. I want the person that I'm hoping is going to make my business success to be fucking thrilled to fucking death. So when he's there at 3 in the morning, he's making not just a little bit more than other clubs, a whole fucking lot more. More than any other guy in his position, any other club works. That, you go around, you open up clubs like that, you'll probably be successful. You'll be successful. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. If you follow the rules and you, you, and you focus on the craft, if you focus on the art, if you bring people good shows, they will continue to come back. Right. 100%. 1,000%. People want to have a good time. The only thing I say different now, though, like when somebody goes, hey, my friend wants to open up a club. They live in Canada. Can they call you? I'm like, yeah, look, I love talking about that stuff. Yeah, I'm on the treadmill. I'll talk to people for two hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, You're on the treadmill for two hours? No, an hour, one day, and then an okay, hour. Right, you know, yeah. I you say, call, call me back. Yeah, I'll yeah. call you back when I'm back on the treadmill tomorrow. <laughs> I, get, I get on the treadmill at one. I'll call you at one. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, your friend in Canada. So, so, um, <laughs> um, I know Canadians. So, uh, oh yeah, I said I never said this before when pitching a club. But I go, it just came to me that I never put this in the budget. And I told them we were going through other stuff. I said, you know, there's something I wouldn't even have told you a year ago, but I, I figured out what it is. You also need the money to put on top-notch shows for three years and have curtains that can make 40 people look ungoddamn believable and you know what you can do with 40 people mm-hmm. you can f- you 
I know it. Nobody wants to build a club and go, well, let's have curtains in case there's 40 people. No, we're hoping we're sold out. No, but you still, you do that. That's in your business model. Mm-hmm. You have that manager. And, and uh, what was my point? The, the curtain. That this is something you would add to some. Uh, to oh, tell oh, someone. oh! So you can. So when you're not crowded, it can still look cool, but you need the money to be able to put on those shows for three years, and uh, that's because I notice this. Whenever I see a club doing it right, most of the time, I go back a year later. I want them to do well, so I ask, hey, "How you doing?" You know what I mean? You want to hear them go? They go, wait, 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 "I still have my day job." You know, one of those. Oh shit! Right. They're doing it right. When somebody does it right, I want to see it succeed. Two years. Uh, blah blah blah, but uh, and then three years you go. Oh, uh, she quit her day job. You know what I mean? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, she. And then the fourth year they're like doing good. And the comedy attic was sort of like that. I found out what the why attic they were able where? to Minneapolis? do it. The comedy, no, the comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, in Indiana, they yeah. didn't have high rent, so they were able to just stick it out. A lot of other clubs would have folded, which that's the best club on the planet. Yeah. So. With that said, that's in the business plan. The, the Opening the club doesn't have to cost a fortune, but you need enough money. Because I will say this. Gathering, I'm going to just say it sloppily because you'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But people that are not comedy savvy. There's more of them in every city. So it takes a little longer. I'm not, I'm not going to say if you do it right. No, you're going for a different breed. But if you have the three-year window to constantly, even if you're... Whatever you made that night, no, we, we're going to still bring in quality acts. Three years later, the word gets out. You don't need a big percentage. I don't even know if it's 1% of society that lives there. Right. You just need enough people to put, what, 125, 150, four or five shows a week. You have a very successful club. I think I, think I could do that. Yeah. You want to go where in would on you, it? Yeah, let's go in on it. Where would you open oh, a club? I know. What Can I city? tell you something? Let's, yeah. Almost where wouldn't I? Where would, where, I, there's a few cities I wouldn't. Like yeah, I said, there would be. Sorry to talk trash, but Calcutta, not Flor- a good stand-up okay. city, you I'll know. Tell you where I'd go. Oddly enough, and I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I know because of Florida and their 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 opinion. You know what's not their opinions. Florida, you know Florida, the reputation it has. That doesn't. That wouldn't stop me from opening up a comedy club there at all. There was a cool, what I say for lack of a better word, hip comedy club mm-hmm. years ago in Palm, in Palm Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Okay. It was and it was. A lot of comedians, Mitch Hedberg started there, and Bill Hicks used to do, he did his, you know, he would perform there a lot, and, and, and me and Greg Proops, and it was like, in the middle, it was great. It was like, a, there's definitely, you could tell by the pictures on the wall, oh, this was a club, they cultivated a different audience. It was absolutely different from mainstream comedy clubs. They had been introduced to a collective different acts, and, they, and they, that's what they accepted. So you went in, it was like a treat to perform when they cultivate an audience. That's what I think the Laughing Skull did in the beginning. Yes. I mean, or I haven't been there, so that's no, why I No, you're right. Beginning. When I started, I started the Laughing Skull when I was 19, and it had been open for like six months. And I saw them put on quality shows, bring on quality. I mean, if you look at their the same headshots, the walls is it's you, it's Mark Marin, Rory Scovel. Before Scoville. before it was even that Rory Scovel was a draw yeah, at all. Before it was cool to, to like Rory Scovel. Before it was you know the coolest. It's thing. still not cool. It's still not cool. Well, yes, not Rory, right. Fuck him. Yes, fuck Rory Scovel. Fuck, fuck him. That's why I came fuck here. Him. Don't I came let here. No, I know. That no, that guy. I know. God I know. Damn it, I, I know. Just let me walk it off. I know. He stole my dog, and I'm very upset about that. Yes. Fuck Rory. Yes. Yeah. Fuck physical season two. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, that um, show's done. I'm sorry. I'm Pile sorry. Of shit. I knew I knew there was a problem, but I didn't. Side class show is professional, so it's time to go to commercial.
So that's they would what bring I a th- great headline. Florida, number one. Yeah, I would Florida? say Florida. Really? Uh, maybe three places. Where in Florida? There is what city? no way. Think about it. Which city? In is Florida? there any way? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, you're not going. Mm-hmm. I want your honest answer, but yeah. I'm going to tilt it a little. Go ahead. Tilt my answer. We're not going, well, we only need a thousand people four times a week. No, you could have a successful club, especially when it's a piggyback club. You know what that is? The, the laughing skull. The right. restaurant goes, we'll get the drinks. People go, that's a lot of money, but it's to me, it's the best way to own a club. I don't want to order maraschino cherries. I don't right. want to do payroll. Right. You make the money on the drinks. Yeah, there's the downfall about it sometimes when you want to bring an act and paper the room. It, it doesn't matter. There's the upfall of it is mm-hmm. that you run a comedy club. You don't. You, they make the money in the drinks. Yeah. You run a club. If it's comedy related, you pay for it. If it's drink related and the soda gun breaks, you run the liquor end of this. And if I'm filling the seats up every day, people tend to want to keep you around. That room upstairs that we used to have to rent out for banquets, mm-hmm. there's been a comedy club up there. We can use it on the off nights if we want. But you know what? They put Four or five times a week, they put 100 people up there. Even that, they'd be, like, thrilled. So, I'm sorry. I'm almost there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, the piggyback club. Yes. That, that, yeah, what that, is the piggyback club? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, when it's like part well, you, of a you restaurant. You don't own okay, the you. building. You okay, don't. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you attach to a, to a, a building. Yeah, I agree. I like a piggyback club. Um, and but where would you open a club? You oh, said, where else? Florida. I yes. said Florida. You, you said go. Florida. Um, open a club. I mean, there's Chicago four, too. I'll go ahead. Chicago's and steal fantastic. It. I like Nashville a lot. I mean, the, Zane, Nashville definitely. Nashville's so fun. I love Zanies there. Um, but this would be diff- This is not Zanies, right? Not Zanies. You understand? I'm, I'd do a black boxy. Little theater, like a nice little 150 theater. Can I tell you what I would do? What would you do? It's funny you say black box. Um, mm-hmm. I really do think, I really do. I don't want to do it, but I mean, I've thought about it basically. When Now you could call, you know, a deck that became, a, everyone was calling about decks a few years ago. You know, when you're writing a show, you put yeah, a deck. Yeah, you put a deck. Yeah, you put a deck, deck yeah. together for opening up a comedy club. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, one of the things that I was thinking about when when I was at a black box theater in Pittsburgh called the the laughing uh, the uh, the uh, comedy arcade, mm-hmm. and it sounds a little weird, but you'll understand what I mean weird, when yeah. I'm done. No, no, what I'm about to say. Yeah, please. Um, I, I black box theaters most of the time the walls are filthy, so when you're mm-hmm. sitting in there, it doesn't feel. It's just the way it is. It's a well. I uh, consider the Laughing Skull a black box theater. Well, they had they had cur- red curtains on yeah, that far but that's, wall. But that's a good that black a, box theater. Yeah, but I mean they literally exist. black walls when there's four okay. black walls. Okay. But the one in Pittsburgh. Why has it got to be black? Um, it just disappears. <laughs> Why has it got to be black? Though? It's like a mat. Mm-hmm. It just okay. disappears. All right. All right. If you say so, okay. but Can was pristine. Mm-hmm. Was pristine. Yeah, pristine. Okay. And. The pictures look like it's like art. It's like you're up there on stage, and I have the band behind me, so they're dressed nice, but against a pristine wall. And I told the owner that. He goes, ah, it means the world to me. I paint it a lot. I go, well, guess what? It's worth every second it takes you. People are sitting there. They're looking at, not with dirty, filthy. So I thought if I built a comedy club, I would call it a black box comedy club. I would put brick behind the stage and paint it black. Oh, I like you black know, Okay. Yeah, yeah, just paint it black. Yeah, yeah. I would put a gobo up in the right-hand corner that said the name of the club. That's the light that shines on the wall. And every other wall in the room would be black. And if someone goes, why don't we put pictures up around there? I would Here would be my way to explain what a black box comedy club is to me. It's saying, look, if I put pictures of the greats around the back of the room, it wouldn't ruin the show. No one's going to go, oh, God. Look. But my theory is go fucking nuts. When it has to do with there's one thing for them to see, that's the stage. So everything else is black. It's like a mat. You don't want pictures all over the mat. It's to, so what we do as a comedy club, we go, how can we bring in brilliant comedy and serve it beautifully? 
and mm-hmm. that's to make one thing in the room to look at, the stage. The focal point. Everything yep. else is I black. I agree. And, 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 it's, and it's clean looking, and you have your staff. I would have let my staff wear anything they want black. Shoes, shirt, pants. Anything if it's black if they have a bow tie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long pants. And um, so that's it. That's so specific. That's not tie. that much. That's saying if it's black, you can wear it, okay. just not All shorts. Right. Okay. And then bow tie. And walk around a room like that that looks artistic and you play, you have a, this would go over. So so Denver, definitely Denver. Oh, I love Denver. I love Denver so much. There is a, a great little uh, black box theater below a church in Denver that I just did a few months ago. Have you done this? The The no. Denver Comedy Underground? I, oh, I hope I'm saying that I right. did it. I did, did you it. Do it. The one I went in the, and took over the, the whole the basement of the yes. church. That's exactly. That was great. I, I loved did. It. I did six shows there. Yeah, I did. I did four just uh, a couple months ago. It was fantastic. I got. You know what? I'm gonna show you. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Remind oh, shit. me. I I took over that room. You took it over. I meaning I. They, he was very nice and he let me do He's whatever nice I wanted. Yeah. I put a red curtain behind the he stage. I had the band. Yeah, it was amazing. It we, was. We I yelled it all blue. I was there to do a college, which was the uh, one of the worst gigs of my entire life. Uh, but it paid more than any gig of my entire life. So I was there to do University of Colorado Boulder. And while I was there, um, it was like on a, a Thursday. Or no, it was on a Saturday, but it was at like 4 p.m. It was a student. So it was a South Asian Student Association. And those are my people. I'm South Asian. You know, those are my homies. That's like I'm related to half of them. You know, those, that's my uncle. And this there. has to do with the Comedy Underground? Yes. So I, well, I'm in Denver, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the school. I bombed so hard because it wasn't just my people, the Indian people. It was uh, they brought their parents and their uncles oh. and their aunties. And uh, it, what was funny is the students laugh less than the parents because they were afraid to laugh in front of their parents. Oh, shit! <laughs> and uh, so I bombed horrifically there, but then I went immediately to the Denver Comedy Underground, and I was like, wow, this is an incredible club. It was packed. They had a piano. I play piano. So I play piano yeah. on stage. Yeah, anytime there's a piano, I play piano. Yeah. I made a rule, and that's how I learned piano. I legitimately learned piano. Do you have a piano? No, I want to say mm-hmm. I want to show you something. Yeah, show me something. I, I'm not going to take over a room and make aesthetic changes yes. unless I think there's something special going on there. And uh-huh. everyone told me what you just said. Right. People go, oh, he's yeah, he cultivates an audience. It's probably by the shows he books, and they were great. I brought in my audience too, yeah. but there were people that also came because he because they come to the shows there. Yes. Not everyone knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And again, we did six shows. And um, I had the band, and they played jazz as they were being seated. We gelled the room blue. He met everything with positivity. We made the green room out of that thing when you go in right to your left. We yeah. put a curtain up there. That, was, we had that it. was nice. Yeah, it was we had, comfortable. We, had, we loved it. It was we great. I had a great it. time there. And the crowds were so great. The crowds are phenomenal. And it was just, it looked cool with the amp, you know, and the seating raises in the yes. back. They had to put some seats. like in the, front, in the yeah. They made it in the front, so mm-hmm. it connected it, which I really liked. But I had a lot of fun there. You know, sometimes you have really fun and you sell out every show. I know this seems weird. I won't call a place and ask to be rebooked because I won't. Because if they want me, I figure they'd call they'd call mm. me. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes I'm like, well, is that stupid, Todd? Maybe do, they do, just... the, do they do the thing when you leave? Like, yeah, hey, hit us up anytime. We'd love to have you back. Any of those? course. We yeah. had a great time. He was super, super Did nice. I hit him up? Because they get hit up 500 trillion times a I know, day. But, you, but, but I don't need that. You don't want to be that guy. hits yeah. me up. Yeah, Because okay. I'm going to answer right away. Like, yeah. Vermont does that. They don't. DC Improv did that for years. Uh, Helium. You I've know, never it's like done you DC there. Improv. I've always wanted to do DC Improv. You know what it is? It's incredible. The DC Improv? Yeah. It's great. The low ceilings. I hear it. Yeah. Is, and yeah. then they run it. They know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Um, 
But I don't, maybe it's that I don't want to work a room unless it makes me more relaxed to think. This is insecure, but there might be truth behind it. So maybe yeah. we shouldn't poo-poo it too quickly. I guess yeah. maybe I don't want to call because, like, I want to, now, if I had trouble getting work, I might start taking, you know, lowering. But mm -hmm. we're there, we're on one of their favorites. And if right. they're not calling you, that doesn't mean they hate you at all. But they're not one of their favorites. You go, oh, you might be. Oh, so they, you're, you're their favorite. You had it. No. So that's why I probably, if they don't call me, I'm shy to call them. I have broken that rule a few times because mm -hmm. there were people I knew in that city. Right. But overwhelmingly, and then I'm like, ooh, what if they don't like me? What if they're like, he's a nice guy, but I feel bad. And I call them, and then they're like, just to be nice. But it, mm -hmm. oh. Nobody just to be nice books you. That's never happened in the history oh, of Oh, I bet it has. No, it's never happened. No one's I ever... Just to has. be nice booking? Like you're not horrible, but yeah. you're like... They'd rather have an easier act, especially now with the music. What, what with the music? What music? What are you the talking band. about? I have a little band. Oh, you have a band. Well, oh, I right. only bring a keyboard player, but okay. I use a local drummer. But I've been doing that for a little while. But it, it takes... It doesn't... That's got to be so difficult to get a local drummer in every city that can do... You know what? With Cam with me, it was mm -hmm. when I used to... Well, I've talked about this on the show before. With Cam or Duncan with me or who's someone on the keyboard, and they're also on two iPads, mm -hmm. they know billions of things in their head. They, it's like You uh, have somebody on two it's, iPads? It's, it's not that... I didn't know that was an instrument. It's I not like, that hard. I didn't know you could play the iPads. It's not that hard yeah. to teach a drummer. They amazingly pick it up because yeah. Cam's there or whoever's there. They know. They just go... And we also... I usually go in a night early. Right. I go in a night early, so yeah. the next day we can go over around noon. I go, let's go over at noon. We'll m fuck around for three hours. Drummers pick it up right away. Yeah, yeah, drummers. drummers yeah, it it's probably right the easiest one it, to pick up. Yeah. It is hard to do, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. without it. Yeah. It makes it so special that yeah. now, like, I go, well, sh Indianapolis, like, the airfares were like $1,200. I'm like, all right. Ended up, I had to cancel Indianapolis mm -hmm. anyway, which I hate at the helium. I had to cancel that date, folks. But the airfares were like 1100 each. It's getting expensive. It's getting really expensive. Yeah. I love that you try to put on a show. I that's why I play piano on stage. That's why I do that. It it's makes it creates a separation. It creates like here's a comedy and here's a show and we're making this an event. Right. I don't I want people to leave going we didn't not we saw a comedy show, we saw a guy telling jokes, it was funny. Ha ha ha. I don't want people leaving going ha ha ha. I hate that. When they walk out of the room they go ha 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 ha. <laughs> I go no 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 no. You saw an event. You saw something special. Neil, you saw someone I'm pouring your heart out there, and you saw someone creating an environment, creating a vibe, creating just you know an experience. Mm -hmm. Not ha ha. And that we ha -ha. we talk. <laughs> ha -ha. You don't want that. I don't want anyone ha ha. No, don't do it. Go, I'm with ah, you. That was an experience. I'm with you. Let me yeah. tell you something. It's hard every that, time. Like Aristotle's going to hit me with a shovel one day, but I will tell you. I just experienced no, it again. That bit. I don't like that bit when he hits you with a shovel. But Daniel Kino had mm -hmm. a show that Not he helped bit. put together at the Improv. Yeah. And and um, I I was proud that he asked me. He goes, will you just do over and give it your spin? So I go over to the Improv. L luckily, there's a lot of really people that I love that work there. And a lot of the things that are done, just because the people that know a lot about comedy don't have power over there. Mm -hmm. The people that know everything about comedy have the least power. So anyway, but nevertheless, <laughs> they'll still do what I ask. And it's sweet of them. And I went over. I got there a half an hour before Daniel. I walked into the showroom. It was comfortable. And then I go uh, to uh, uh, to Joe. I go, Joe, you know my theory on that, which I learned this at a comedy club. If it's comfortable before the show starts, you walk into a room, oh, this is comfortable. You're fucked. It's got to be yeah. too cold. Then it'll get comfortable. So right. we do that. And then the music in the showroom, I go, he goes, what do you think of this for the lights? I go, yeah. He goes, and I have the house like almost completely off. 
and, and then I brought a set list of music. And I put it on my iPad, and it's just great fucking seating music. It mm -hmm. makes you think this is not the yeah. normal world. And here's 4,000 songs. And I, yeah. said, <laughs> and I said to, we were watching people come in. I go, they're going to sit here for an hour before the show starts. Look what they're sitting in. It's night's already begun, and it's free to do that. Mm -hmm. For an hour, they're sitting. It's a little darker. You see the candles on every table, and you hear music you have not heard in your car. For one hour, you have the responsibility to make, to create something, an atmosphere for these people. And I see people fail fucking miserably to the point that there's no excuse for it. You don't mm -hmm. have to know. But, like, where I see this, you, do you not see this at all? I'm talking about a full-fledged comedy club, but you see the way they, like, don't, you've never been to a jazz club in New York City and went, oh, I want to make my place like this. What, what's going on? You know, I think that's why New York is the mecca of comedy. The clubs get it there. They cater to the audience. Do you, do you not agree? Do you disagree? No, I'm, uh, but, I, but I was thinking more, because I'm sure if I... Uh, I think in New York, overwhelmingly, a lot of people get it. I That's what down. I'm saying. Overwhelmingly. Of course, there's going to yeah. be some... Yeah. There's going to be you know, uh, yeah. that club in Calcutta. But Calcutta, New York. But New York gets... They, I love New York comedy because they don't care what uh, you know, freeform show you're on. They don't care what uh, movie you had a cameo in. You like, talked to Vin Diesel twice. They don't care about any of that. They care, are you funny? Are you going to kill? Are you know what it is? I probably wouldn't like any club. For me, it's hard sometimes to go to even the good clubs because there's a lot of crowd work being done, and it really stresses me out. The funny thing is... It was never done at Largo like it is done at the clubs. It was never done at the M Bar like it was done at the clubs. It was never done at UCB. Like, there's something that there's a group of people that go, yeah, it's like sometimes I look at people in the audience and I go, they just sometimes, do I mean everybody? No. Have I seen someone talking to the crowd that I've laughed at? Of course. But overwhelmingly, I just see people, can I just watch a show? I just want to turn off. I just had the worst. I don't, and they're not week, wrong. My life. And comedians that I like eventually. Mm -hmm. I start getting it, it, some comedians I really like, and there's a crowd work video. I don't turn right away. I'm like, oh, actually, that's really funny, and because you've seen him do so much material mm -hmm. that you're like, yeah, he's this is a treat. This is like he's dealing with this. It's in the prompt It's mm -hmm. impromptu, and you know. And then you see him go back to, and then eventually you just see, oh, crowd video, crowd video, crowd video. Oh, so that's what you're going to be doing now. And I don't know why. I think it, the the best audience member hates it. Uh, yeah. The best audience member hates it. The people who love it, they're the people I wouldn't want in my club. I mean, I I hear you, but there is a way to do it tastefully. Of course. There is an absolutely a way to do it tastefully. And to, but 75% of the time, no. I'm with you. I want to let you know I'm totally with you. Yeah, you that way, out of respect to comedians, you don't fine, go for yeah. the low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. they, they talk to the crowd. That's, that's as simple as you can say. They don't go for the low-hanging fruit. Um, I've seen it done where I've enjoyed it, but that's probably 20, 25% of the time. I'm being kind. Yeah. Where you see, no, no, that, that's the other 75 is just like a, just like a bully. Like, Lee, oh, I don't know. Right. What are you doing? You're on a first date. You, you, you stick yeah. it. You stick when you your hear this, when you hear 17 people do it in the, in the same night. Yeah. Right. It's like, hey, you guys fucking. It's like that guy, the last guy did it. Yeah. That guy, Neil did it. He did it. That guy. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, but I do think it can be tastefully done. Well, I think you can course, do it. Yes, of course. I think anything can be done correctly. I didn't preface it because yeah. I thought you knew. I don't know. I don't know. What? What if Where we have I? this, Megan? Where am I, Megan? You're coming to the show, Megan. We have your. We have this. Mu this is betting music. 
that is dedicated. It's called Megan Betting Music. Makes our show seem more like a Netflix special. Todd Glass and Neil Hana 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 Hana. Sit down. How long are we in, our Aristotle? We are nearly at an hour and a half. Wow. We what? That flew. That felt like seven minutes. Oh, my goodness. I think I just got it. Somebody sent us the sweetest email years ago, and Lynn sang it. Me- Megan, Megan's what was Megan the, the Stallion? Is that was it Megan the, the Stallion? The show, right? What is it, Snyder? The Stallion. I think it says yeah, the Snyder. St- Snyder. Oh, Snyder. She Snyder. sent it in years ago. This is just her email. My friend Lynn sang it. This is what her email said. It's nice, sweet. Yeah, I'm at the point where it basically hurts my heart. To love the time class show as much as I do Yeah, I'm at the point where it basically hurts my heart To love the time class show as much as I do We didn't forget about you. No, I practically can't stand it. I love this person because they're right. I practically, 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 practically. All right, can't man. You know what? You made a big. Uh, tried to be, be the star of that song. It's beautiful. Uh, that was yeah, beautiful. No, I love making the stand stallion. it. I know what she means. Mm-hmm. That when I listened to Kevin Meany, I couldn't take it. Right. The fact that someone listens to this show, I hope that's what it's doing for him, for the people you know that. I'm like just it. impressed that Megan the Stallion is a fan. That is phenomenal. That is incredible to me. Who is, is that? An yeah, actor? It's a rapper. A rapper. Yeah, she's she's got a very um, gyrating butt. I, I oh. just I saw her live. Oh shit! I saw her live. And I I appreciated butts so much more. Where it's, did you it's, see her? I saw her at Coachella, ah, and okay. she was doing, like, butt acrobats. Did you just go there this year? Yeah. Was it your I, first I, time I, going? No, no, I've been a few times. I have a white girlfriend. And so we go every year. That's the law. That's the law. When you have a white girlfriend, you have to go every year. And we saw Megan Thee Stallion, and I was hearing music videos, and I see her twerking, and, so, and then I saw it live, and I was like, that is, that's, that's acrobatic. I'm seeing Cirque du Soleil. I'm going to look know? at this tonight. You're going to look at butts tonight. <laughs> Guys, everybody, Todd's going to look at butts tonight. But I can look at, you know, yeah. I can look at a lot of no, stuff. And I appreciated it. It was fantastic. I can. You know what? Hey, girl, you like me a little bit? Oh. No, I don't even like you a little bit. Come on, girl. You like me a little bit. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Wait, don't you like me a little bit? This has bit? a happy ending. Ew, I don't even right. like you a little bit. Huh, I heard you like me a little bit. Um, well, maybe just a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. Yeah, she Isn't that funny? It seems like they're just going to like argue yeah. the whole time. And yeah, she liked him a little bit. This is great, this thing here. This is Lizzo Mumble. Scott. It's about damn time. Oh. He put these two things together. Play them in the beginning again. It gets funnier every time. It's about damn time. 
You know, that's who you would be runner-up to an American Idol, Todd. That's, <laughs> that's number one. I'm sorry. They, they take the cake. Oh, God. Well, I guess we're done. Are we done? I know. It goes so done? quick. By yeah. the way, this was incredibly strong. I told I you. Very drunk. Well, I'm glad well, we're done. Don't, don't drink anymore and we'll order some I'm, pizza. I'm going to drink a, a lot more. Um, Megan, we're so excited to have you in studio. And you're going to meet Aristotle. If he's not here, it's because he doesn't care. But I already Damn told right. him. Didn't I tell you, Aristotle? That I don't care? No, I told <laughs> you that someone's coming and they'd probably like to. I'd like to have you here because they've been listening to the show yes, from yes. day one. And they're the reason the head engineer, one of the head engineers from Netflix, she's friends with. She listens to the show. I met her in Portland. I hope I have all this right. Mm -hmm. And then we were having tr sound issues, and she was my friend. He's like the head engineer at Netflix. I didn't know. He, he came down himself, and he's put it all together. I just want to make it clear. I do, I do care. Todd oh, I know. Todd just scheduled it on my double birthday, on my dog's birthday, and the anniversary of... Uh, no, that's uh, not next week. It's the week after. That's, a, that's when... I'm just... I'm oh, is it? Well, listen, I understand. Don't worry. I'll edit this out. Joe, uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe's do, because I need her to Yo, know. Could you edit the whole yeah, thing sure. out? Could you edit like from minute one to uh, an hour twelve? This, we're not releasing. This. Yeah. Okay. Great. We don't. Just, we don't release. Edit it all this. Out? Yeah. Thank you. We don't release anything. Right. You edit me I'm out. Getting rid of these and then we're gonna say goodnight. <laughs> Cross promotion. I think you got season three. Do da, do da. I think you should I leave on Netflix. Got season, season three, three oh, ladies and gentlemen. This is our cross promotion. Robinson. Cross promotion. I think you should leave. Got season three. Oh, you got day. Pop, pop. And uh, there we go. We got that. The guy, did we play that ever for him? I yeah. know we did. Uh. <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil. You sound like a guy who's scat. Neil, Neil. But only knows the word Bum. Neil, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, like. Neil, 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 Neil. Neil. How about Neil. if we wrap it up by listening to the song that we yeah. were going to play? That Throw it on. Live in the room? Yeah. Yeah. Was that cool? Yeah. Neil, thank you. It, does, it goes quick, right? Also, that went too fast. Part, so he does, he I'm here for this. Okay, well, how about if we play it? Let's play something. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it, but I just mean for context. He okay. asked me the favorite song of this band. Okay, Pup. Well, you know Pup? Band? No. They're, they're Pump? Pup. 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 Like P-U-P? Yeah, they uh -huh. were at Coachella. Oh, they were at Coachella. Okay, they were at Coachella, but okay. They, you know, not on yeah, the, yeah. not nearly the main the, stage. The main is this a good song to close? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, throw it on. We'll close. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll listen to Let's it. We'll happens. we'll say good night. Thank you. <laughs> so, so icy roads out there tonight, folks. Be very careful driving out of here. Icy roads, very icy. Uh, just go, do going in. Yeah, right we'll now? we'll okay. we'll blend into it. Aristotle, thank you for doing what you do. Neil, thank you for being on the show. Course. It goes quick, Vinny. Yo, Vinny. 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 Hey, Vinny. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Vinny. A thousand choices that I probably should have called off. A day on every little thing.
folks but rebecca i know you're out there you're like is he talking to me you know there's a rebecca out there wait i did just email him rebecca i got your email i will respond it was very sweet if you're like well my name's rebecca and i did just email him but how do i positively know it's me oh did your email have oh shit in it like the jingle Oh, Rebecca, here's Mr. Rogers. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like, the way you are right now, the way down deep inside you. Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you, it's you, it's you I like.
it's you I 